following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on a Thursday broadcast being heard statewide on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to our free online stream weekdays at three. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show to listen live anywhere in America where you get mobile service. So on today's show, we've had a lot of conversation about the Lions about their deals, about the upcoming draft, and where this team is going. And earlier this morning on the Michigan Sports Network's morning show, X's and Bros, Anthony Bellino talked to one of our insiders, Jeff Risden, about the Akuta trade, the Lions, their offseason, and also who will they be selecting at 6-18 and 18 in the first round. Speaking of the draft, they acquired another draft pick, a fifth rounder in the upcoming NFL draft from Atlanta in exchange for cornerback Jeff Okuda. This news comes across. What do you see? What do you make of the deal? How do you think the Lions fared? Albeit, we have no idea who is going to be that fifth round selection. Yeah, and, and I don't think that you can make the, the fifth round selection as a straight, you know, apples to apples replacement for Jeff Okuda. I think they have other things in mind. I think they're going to take his replacement long before that, uh, perhaps even with their first pick at number six overall. Uh, for Okuda, I like it for him. He needed to get out of Detroit. I, it was clear that he wasn't in the long term plans. Uh, just the way that, you know, they, they signed all these guys this offseason. Uh, granted, there's not much of a commitment to any of them but Cam Sutton, but uh, it was clearly that they weren't going to pick up his fifth-year option. He was going to be playing out for his next contract, which was going to be somewhere else. The Lions nipped nip that in the bud and, and preemptively traded him away. Um, it's less compensation than I would have liked, but uh, you know, there was a $5 million salary that, that was hanging over it, and, and the Atlanta Falcons were going to have to pay that. Now, it turns out the Lions are paying some of that salary when that, that – Quite frankly, that bothers me a little bit, but that might have been a precondition for getting the trade done. Uh, it was, and, and that value, it also shows you where his perception is around the league. You know, the league doesn't care that the Lions took him third overall. They care if he can play now. And has he shown that he can play now? Nah, maybe, not really. Certainly not, not stay healthy. And uh, I think that's, you know, as sad as it is to say, that, that, that was probably the fair market value for, for what Jeff Okuda is to the NFL right now. I tried to bring this up and, and, and tried to give the folks some perspective here. Uh, when Because it, for a majority of Jeff Okuda's tenure in Detroit, I was being yelled at because he was overdrafted at third overall. He was a bust. He's this, that, and the third. It's like, well, the guy's not on the field. So until he gets on the field and gives us a full season, I don't know what to tell you. But I was willing to be patient with him. Now that he gets traded, Jeff, uh, they're, they're yelling at me because he got traded for a fifth-round pick. And I'm like, what do you people want? Like, was he a bust or was he not a bust? Because if he's a bust and you're going to let him walk anyways, you might as well get something for him. And you get pick 159, which is 10 slots better uh, than what uh, Stephon Gilmore went for. So I think all in all, you 
look at some of the great fifth rounders, um, it, it's not like the it's you know bereft of talent or, or anything like that. And I think we put our trust if the pick stays where it's at. Now, if they package this and move around, then it's absolutely worth it. But if the pick stays where it's at, then we have to even wait even longer to see who is selected and what their impact might be on this team. Yeah, absolutely. And just to go back to the trade value thing, you know, you can't keep screaming, this guy sucks, he's awful, he's a bust, and then get upset when he's traded for relative peanuts. Like, you understand that you're talking about both sides of your mouth or other orifices of your body at that point. Like, you got to be consistent about it. Like, you can't oh, – it, it, this frustrates me about fans. I, I, I'm with you on that one. But, yeah, the uh, fifth-round pick, it, it's it's – it, Last year they did a pretty good job in the late rounds, and I think that they will be mining those those things again. They're going to have a chance to get a player who probably is going to contribute only on special teams as a, as a rookie, uh, just in that point of the draft. And, and this is something, and, and this is something that we've talked about uh, on the Detroit Lions podcast: is you've got to be prepared. Anybody who's drafted this year, even the number six pick they might not start this year. And that's that's a good thing. That's a reflection on where this team is at. They don't need immediate impact talent. They're a good football team right now, especially the way they finished last year. They could probably use another, another starting defensive tackle. That's probably not going to come at number six. They can use an outside cornerback if Emmanuel Mosley isn't healthy, but if he's healthy, they're good there. Uh, they, they could maybe use a, an upgraded tight end, but they're certainly not using one of their first couple picks on that. Like, there's not a lot of open starting spots on this roster. This is a this is a draft where you're looking more long term. You're drafting for 2024, 2025, and beyond. And uh, I, I think that that that's that's the mindset that you have to go into this draft with. And that, that fifth round pick that they picked up, look, that pick was already traded once. Uh, the Jaguars traded that to Atlanta for Calvin Ridley. Uh, I think you're going to see maybe it get packaged again, uh, and the Lions could could trade it somewhere else and get a, you know, combine a fifth and a sixth to move up in in the fifth or late into the fourth or something like that. I actually thought that's what was going to happen with Jeff Okuda. He was going to be like a deal pot sweetener. They just got out ahead of in front of it, but they could use the pick that they got from him for the same purpose and move up, you know, fifteen to twenty spots in the draft somewhere. I, I think that's that's probably the most likely thing. There are not that many open roster spots on this roster. They have nine picks now. I dare you to find nine players that are on the fifty-three man roster right now that aren't good enough to come back. Uh, it's 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 a very interesting spot to be in. It's a very different spot than what we've been used to in Detroit for a long time, and it's going to take. Some fans longer than others. It's going to take a change in mindset to understand that you're not living for your draft picks, your first four draft picks. They don't have to start right away. They might not play a lot right away. That's going to be weird, uh, but that's that's the point of having a good football team. Is you don't have to keep replacing these guys over and over and over again um, and start Amari Spivay at, at safety, even though he, he, is, he can't play at all. <laughs> you don't have to risk that. And I, I like that, but it is going to take some some fan accommodation to get used to that. And for the fans, I mean, we do have now two fifth rounders and two sixth rounders. So you talk about maybe packaging to move up a little bit. Uh, we do have, you know, two firsts, two seconds, a third, two fifths, and a, and two sixths. So that's where the uh, that's where the cupboard is not bare. 
Jeff, I've, I've talked a little bit about this in regards to Okuda and having faith in Brad Holmes, one, one of which because you know the, la- the latter rounds of last year, most notably James Houston and Malcolm Rodriguez, come in and are impactful players uh, right off the – as soon as they become available. Obviously, Houston uh, took some time to get all the way healthy. Uh, but then once he was in, it's like, wow, the, this guy does one thing. He does one thing really, really well. We'll worry about the rest of it, but he can get to the quarterback. He's got great bend, right? That's what we like to say now, bend. I mean, oh, yeah. runs around, he runs around the edge. With his shoulder pads on the ground. It's incredible. I couldn't do that right now. My whole body would be, they'd have to gurney me off the field. But I use that, and then I also pair that with Jamal Williams. And here's a guy who's a fan favorite, who I feel like in years past, fans really love him. Maybe we re-sign him. Maybe we give him a little bit more because of what he did for this team and the shift in the culture and how important he was. But then I look at Brad Holmes, and I look at Brad Holmes and say, All of that considered, he still moved on. He got better at that position. He got younger at that position. And with David Montgomery, a much better offensive line, we should see a huge uptick in his production. Like I I say all of that to say this. We finally have adults in the room who I think our fan base can legitimately trust with their organization in their hands. Absolutely. And, And, you know, the Jamal Williams thing, based on what Brad said at the owners' meetings, they offered Jamal the deal that David Montgomery took. Jamal's agent balked at it, thought he could get more, and got burned. Uh, Jamal Williams needs himself a new agent. Uh, that, that was not a Lions issue. That was a Jamal agent issue. Uh, he could have been back if he wanted to be um, for the exact deal that they signed uh, <laughs> David Montgomery for. And you're right. Montgomery is a better all-around player. Um, probably not as good in short yardage situations. Few are. But they got younger, and they didn't get more expensive. I I like that. There's there's so many competent things that they're doing that it actually like raises little flags when they do. Like they extended Jack Fox, or they, they restructured his the punter's contract. Like why do you do that? Like that that that's a, that's something that like if if Bob Quinn or God forbid Tom Lawan before him would have done something like that, you would have been like. What are they doing? But now it's just sort of like water off a duck's back, man. You're like, okay, they got a plan here. Let, let, let's see, let's see what they do with this, this extra money because they've, you know, they pushed a lot of money on the punter. They're like, they do weird things, but it seems that they have a, a focus for it and that, that we are going to trust what they're doing because what they've done, by and large, is working very, very well. And uh, that's again, it takes a fan sea change shift of attitude to accept the fact that maybe, by God, we hired the right people for once because it's been a very long time since we've seen that in Detroit in, in really any sport. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. And, and, you know, you talk about the punter. It's like, yeah, we, we signed the punter, the highest-paid punter in the league, and then all of a sudden, we don't even punt. Fourth and 12 from our own 26. We're not even punting. We're going for it. Like, all right, I guess, you know, whatever. Hold on to your butts. So uh, let's get into the draft a little bit. If the Lions have no movement whatsoever. Let's just say they stay put, because that's the easiest way to do this. They stay put yeah. at 6 and at 18. On your grocery list of who Jeff Risden wants the most at 6 and 18, and let's say they're available, who would you take? Uh, at 6, I'm taking Will Anderson. Uh, and I do think that there is a chance that he's on the board. Although um, a recent developments with what's going on at number one and number two probably wipe that away because I think I think Bryce Young's going number one and I think Will Anderson's going number two to Houston. Uh, and I wrote about that yesterday at DraftWire if you want to see the ramifications for it and why it goes to the uh, 
what, what happens with the lines on it. Willie Anderson would be great. I would be perfectly happy with Devon Witherspoon. I think he is a an absolute ideal fit for what Aaron Glenn wants in his defensive backs and the type of player that that Dan Campbell is going to love. Uh, and for the people that think he's too small, he is literally the exact same size as Darrell Rebus, like to the pound, to the ounce, and to the half inch. He's 5'11 and a half, 184 pounds. Uh, don't tell me it can't be done. Uh, there's people, again, Lions fans stress about the weirdest things. Like if he was half an inch taller, you'd be like, oh, he's a great prospect. But because he's, he's 5'11 and a half and not six feet, Y'all are freaking out. Y'all got to get a grip on these things. Like, it's it's really not that huge of a deal. Uh, as long as you can play. The, the important part is, can he play football? Yes, he can. If you watch what he did against Michigan last year, you know he can play. Uh, and play very well in the exact style that the Lions want. So, that, that would be my choices at six. Uh, 18 to get down there. Um, if they take a pass rusher, Deontay Banks out of, of Maryland is a cornerback. He's like he's like uh, the up and coming version of Devon Willis. He doesn't have as much experience, but he does have the length. He does have the uh, the measurables that that portend greatness. And I will tell you, standing in front of his interview podium uh, down in Indianapolis at the combine, that's a Dan Campbell. That's a guy that has grit like tattooed on his forehead. Uh, so he would be great. Um, that 18 spot is a tough one. Uh, offensive line makes a lot of sense, especially you know, like we talked about, they're, they're they are looking for the future. That's a weird spot for offensive line though, because a lot of the good guys are going to be gone. Like I, I know there's a lot of people that like Darnell right out of Tennessee. I do too. I think he's going number nine to Chicago, and I don't think he's going to last to 18. So there's that that range. I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm praying that they trade back. Honestly, if they can do something there, uh, it's too early for a quarterback, even Hendon Hooker, who I do happen to like. Uh, that, that's too early for him in, in my book for a guy that's you know, 25 and not going to be able to play or practice until he's on the JMO schedule from last year, you know, where you don't see him until Thanksgiving. Um, I'd rather not spend another first round pick on that. Um, even, even with the, the long-term focus, just because he is that much older and there are some questions about his college offense too, but yeah, I, 18, I, I'm a pretty open book, but six, give me Will Anderson or give me Devon Witherspoon. Maybe, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to stick with those two. Now, if at 18, Bijan's still there, do you take him? <laughs> Come on, let's just let fantasy land for a second. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, I can't believe you. You of all people are running backs. Because I don't. Dime a dozen. I get it. You know, shelf life's not very good. I understand that, too. I also understand guys like Adrian Peterson exist. Christian McCaffrey exists. What is Bijan? Could we get him if he's there at 18? Would you, would you pull the trigger? So, so what you're asking is is the extra 10 to 15 yards a game over the top of what David Montgomery produces worth that much to bring in Bajan Robinson? I think it might be. Um, but I will say this. This is a ridiculously deep running back class. Jameer Gibbs would have been the number one back in every other draft since Saquon Barkley. He's that good. Uh, Zach Charbonnet from UCLA, formerly from Michigan, is a really high-end prospect. Doesn't have breakaway speed, but he does everything else exceptionally well. There, Ty J. Spears out of Tulane. Like there are so many great running back prospects in this draft that you know, if Bajan was was you know an isolated incident, if he was like that freakish um, of a talent above everybody else. I would do it, but because you can get guys later that are going to be really close to just as good, in my opinion, anyways, I I can't do it. But he's 
he's tough to pass up, man. He is really, really good. Uh, I, I will say this in watching his tape. I'm old enough to remember Eric Dickerson. He reminds me of Eric Dickerson. And I, I lived in Indianapolis when Eric Dickerson was with the Colts. That was a very fun time. And he made a really bad overall football team watchable and tolerable because of his skills. And I, I think Bajan can be that kind of guy. But I don't know, man. That, 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 that's a really tough sell because of how good the other guys are in this class. Not any reflection negatively on, on Bajan. Oh, and all right. Do you see or is there a way that the Lions could do something like what Miami did with Philadelphia, where you could move back from six and and drop a few spots in that first round, maybe have to you know supplement that with one of the fifth rounders in order to move back in the first and acquire a first for next year? Yeah, absolutely, and I think that they're going to consider doing that. Uh, if if you get a chance to uh, to slide back a few spots and, and punt your second first-round pick the next year, do it. Uh, it's a good idea because next year you're going to know whether you need a quarterback or not. Right? This year they don't need a quarterback. Jared Goff, he's perfectly fine. If Goff continues to be fine, then you don't need a quarterback next year, and you've got more team-building you know, fodder in the cannon. Um, if you do need one, you've got more cannon fodder to shoot up the draft board and, and maybe get a guy like Drake May or Caleb Williams or uh, whoever the flavor of the month will be next year. Uh, that, I, I like that idea a lot, and quite frankly, I hope that Brad Holmes likes that too. Uh, see, look at us. Uh, look at us, me and you, Jeff. They're like two peas in a pod, like peanut butter and jelly. He's Jeff Risden. Find him on Twitter at Jeff Risden. Find him here on the Michigan Sports Network all over the place. Read his work at the Draft Wire. Jeff, as always, my friend, thank you so much for your time this morning, partner. We greatly appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend, my friend. My pleasure. Make it a great day, guys. Thanks. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. In the hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. The Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. No one feels sorry for you in sports. Everyone knew how challenging the Tiger schedule was when it was first released. They're in the midst of a 31 31- one game stretch of facing teams that finished 500 or better in 2022. Tonight is the last game of the series in Toronto, a team that brings as much thump to their lineup as any team in the sport. They want a title. When the Giants come to Comerica this weekend, they want to show the NL West is not just the Dodgers and Padres. And then the Guardians come calling, and they always love beating up on their division rivals. Time to stop respecting the daunting opponents and start forcing them to take notice of what we hope will be an upcoming team in the AL Central. The Tigers need to start turning things around, and it needs to start quickly. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter. And whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. 
And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to BeanGarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Bigger than any box score, local sports are a victory for the entire community. Building up leaders, breaking down barriers, connecting generations, teaching integrity, blazing a trail, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer sponsors hundreds of local sports teams throughout the Midwest. From Little League to the Big Leagues, uniforms to stadiums, Meyer knows when we support the home team, we all win. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We'll talk about the Lions NFL draft here at the end of the month. Lomas Brown, former Lion, doing a stellar job with Dan Miller and the crew on the Lions radio network. Lions are emerging as one of the top teams in the NFC. They get picked 6 and 18. And Lomas, the big question is will they trade up maybe to ensure they get Will Anderson? Will they trade back if he's gone early? I'm talking about their first pick at six. What are your thoughts and what are you hearing? I haven't heard anything huge other than us staying there at the sixth spot. I haven't heard moving up. I have heard some grumblings of maybe moving down, but I haven't heard of moving up. But I, I think six is a you know a great position to get a great player. I think the first four uh, probably be quarterbacks some way somehow, and then I think you got a pick of a lot of great players. Um, that you should be able to choose for, hopefully including Jalen Carter and that group and whatnot and whatnot. So hopefully, you know, the Lions, and they know they know a lot better than we do huge, but, you know, I think six is a great spot to pick at. Um, and six and 18, I think we should be able to get some impact players to come in and help us right away. Could you imagine Will Anderson Jr. and Hutch, oh, the anchors God. of the defensive line for years to come? My Lord. Oh, don't, don't forget Houston coming off that edge, too, man. Every time you talk about that D-line, you have to talk about that young fella and what he was able to do, James Houston, what he was able to do for the Lions being a rookie, you know, and an unknown player. But everybody knows about him right now. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, the latest from... Chris Trapasso at CBSSports.com. Bryce Young won uh, to the Panthers, who made that trade with the Bears. C.J. Stroud, two to the Texans. Will Levis, three to the Colts. Uh, Tyree Wilson goes four to the Cardinals. Anthony Richardson's stock has dropped a little bit. Then they have Will Anderson going to Seattle at five. And Jalen Carter at six out of Georgia, who prior to the auto accident speeding uh, issue was projected to be the overall number one pick. So if the Lions, through their due diligence, their one-on-one interviews, uh, breaking Jalen Carter down, if they feel 
uh, he can get past that, and he's a culture guy that fits their system, that could be a steal at six. That's why I say, Hughes, we sitting there at six. I think something's going to happen, even just like you mentioned with the Anthony Richardson, because I've been here in Seattle, may take him. Now you're saying that they may take somebody else. So you just never know how that's going to work out. But I think we're going to be able to get an uh, impact, impact player. And I wouldn't be afraid if it's Jalen Carter. I mean, again, like you say, this guy was ranked high. You know, like they were saying, the probably the number one guy in this draft board. And if we could get him, get a guy like that, you could just look at the not not just the immediate side of that guy, but just look at the long-term impact, him and, like you say, Aiden Hutchinson, Houston, you know, the O'Core, just, just all the guys that we would have that you would be rotating through, uh, Josh Paschal. So, and hopefully you get a healthy Levi Anzurike. So it, 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 it could be great for the Lions. And I think you just have to keep adding depth, particularly with your interior line. Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network joining us on the Roast Umber guest line here on the huge show across Michigan talking about the Lions. Yeah, and an 18, again, uh, it, it's really a deep draft. They could get that corner. They could uh, get a D lineman. Uh, they could get... Uh, safety. There's so much out there. Could take a running back. You know, Robinson's name's been mentioned out there. So, uh, I, I, I will tell you, Lomas, and I think we talked, you know, three weeks ago or something. Uh, I've never been this comfortable with the Lions front office, coaching staff, and the direction they're going in. And now throw in the bonus pick from the Rams at six with 18 in the first round and two second rounders. And what the offseason has already brought them. The Lions are a legit contender for the NFC Championship this upcoming season. Yeah, and the thing for me, Hugh, is that, you know, yeah, you get what you need at number six, but just think about it. You know, 18, that's a that's a luxury pick right there. So you could basically take the best player available right there. And how many times have we been able to say that going into a Lions draft that they could basically take the best player that's there? They don't have to take – they don't have a lot of needs. Yeah, you, you want to still – like I said, you always want to increase your depth. And, and and especially with your interior alignment, O and D alignment, but just to be able to be in the position they are in, especially after the strong free agent all season that we've had so far this year, we're in a stronger position. So it, it's not it's, it hasn't been a lot of times that we've been able to say that going into a draft about the Lions, and I, I just think Brad and them they they pretty much have the pick of the litter when you talk about, and there's a lot of guys that we haven't talked about that can be guys that can come in and make an impact. So I know they're just happy that the position that they're in right now, and they should show up, like, say, the end of this month when they do choose um, in the NFL draft. Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network on the Roast Umber guest line here on the huge show uh, across Michigan. Yeah, what's missing? I, again, with what they'll get from the draft, and a lot of that is hit or miss. It's just the way it is uh, with college guys coming in. But from what you watched last year with what they picked up through free agency, that last game uh, was your measuring stick when they knocked and kept Rodgers and the Packers from the playoffs by winning at Lambeau on Sunday Night Football 
What's still missing from the Lions becoming maybe the best Lions team anybody's ever seen? Yeah, I, I just think huge. What they have to do is just dominate at home. You got to take a, take advantage of your home field advantage, and that's what they just have to do. And that's and and, and look, I think this year maybe nine games of be at home. You think about that. You win all your home games then you can split on the road and you still know you're getting in. You know what I'm saying? So winning your home game, and that was, I know that was one thing that Wayne used to preach to us the most, was taking care of business, taking care of your home field advantage, taking care of the fans that come there every Sunday to root for you. You know, so winning your home games, that's how we would look at things. So to me, becoming a dominant team at home to where you don't want people to have come in here and this is a true, true home field advantage like we know it can be with the fans here, I think to me that'll help the Lions get over that hump. Jared Goff, uh, his backup, that, you know, the one thing that's missing, uh, and, and I hope those reports, if they were true, about Bridgewater, but who knows? You know, you're a play away from having a team ready to be a playoff contender, but you don't have that backup QB yet. I assume they're kind of waiting to see how this draft shakes out, who gets quarterbacks, what veterans get, you know, sent packing because now a roster spot is taken uh, by a quarterback drafted by NFL teams. Your thoughts on the Lions' backup QB? Yeah, I mean, I know they brought Nate Sudfeld back. But, again, you have to have a quality QB, somebody that's been in there, somebody that's been through the wars, somebody that's started seasons, you know, not the guys that just started spot games. Because, again, it's hard for a defense to get ready for you when you do spot games. When you get in there and you're in there for a prolonged time, that's when defenses can gear up for you. That's when they can scheme for you. That's when they find your weaknesses and try to exploit them. So I think it's just important to get a quality, quality backup guy that, and maybe somebody that has a little playoff experience. But you want to have that experienced guy just in case the unthinkable happens and you lose your starting quarterback. You don't want to have to tank the season. Remember, you, 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 this is you're thinking for 53 guys. It's not just the one guy, even though we know the one guy is the most important guy on that team, but he has a livelihood of 53 other guys out there, 52 other guys. You know, so you have to be thinking in terms of that. What's better for the betterment of the team? What's better for the long term of the team? And you have to have a quality backup quarterback just in case, because we know the NFL used one and one, and that could be it. I mean, you know, that's just how fast it happens in the NFL. So you just have to be ready for the unthinkable and the unknown. Lois Brown from the Lions Radio Network here on the huge show across Michigan. My man, always appreciate your time. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Huge. Take care of yourself, my good man. Yeah, I think he was sneezing like some pollen or something in there. At first, I thought he fell. So I wanted to cover the time, kind of being like I was his, I had his back when he got pancaked right on the line. Lomas Brown for the Lions Radio Network talking on Lions and the upcoming draft. On the roast on Bergesson. Everything huge 24 7 at thehugeshow.net. 
we might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute, Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to the huge show.net. A good friend joining me in studio, Whitney Bell, defensive coordinator for the highly touted Caledonia Fighting Scots. Football program just south of Grand Rapids for our listeners on 96.1 The Game. Whitney also teams up uh, with former athletes, uh, with college coaches, and he does training. And also he has a huge combine coming up on May 6th out in Allendale at Grand Valley. And Whitney joins us in studio. How you doing, my friend? Doing well on yourself, Bill? I'm doing good, bud. All right, so let's talk about this combine. For a parent, a coach listening, a kid uh, who may be a freshman, sophomore, junior to be, uh, senior to be in high school. Uh, describe what's happening May 6th out in Allentale. Yeah, so at, at 2 o'clock, we're, we're going to start the orientation. What we're going to have right now is we have laser time 40s going on. We're doing a, If you ever looked at an NFL combine or watched it, it's going to be very similar platform. So we're going to have a 40 testing. We're going to do pro agilities, L cones. Height and weight, broad jumps, and then after we get done with all the testing, we're going to break off into individual drills so they can they can kind of showcase off what they do, not just running, but from a football standpoint to all the colleges that are going to be there. And, and the great thing is, during that time, all the parents will be in an hour seminar with Dan Fedrosi at Aaron's and going over the importance of recruiting with social media, I think is a is a really big deal moving forward with the changing of the social media platform for kids. So, Whitney, uh, the combine is May 6th out at the indoor facility at Grand Valley State uh, University. It's open to what ages, what grades to be? Uh, incoming freshmen all the way up to incoming seniors. So, and the college coaches, the biggest part compared to other combines you read and hear about is that college coaches... Uh, you have a long list of coaches 
who will be at this May 6th combine in Allendale, uh, Great Lake Ironmen. Uh, what coaches have committed? What schools will be there? So we have uh, the two-time division defending national championships. Ferris State University will be in attendance. You're familiar with that school. I, I am a little familiar with that. You played I, there. I played there and coached there back in the day. And Came down on a dog sled. <laughs> Tony Neese told me this story that he, from Sault Ste. Marie, his parents didn't have a car. They came down on a dog sled and dropped him off in Big Rapids, and that was the beginning of the Whitney Bell era. Yeah, it was close to that, similar to that. But well, Sault Ste. Marie, everybody has a dog sled, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's a lot of snow up there, and it's, it's still around. But we have Grand Valley is going to be in attendance. Michigan Tech, Northern Michigan University is coming from the UP. Uh, Hillsdale College, Ashland University is coming. You have, you have Hope, Kelvin, um, Trine is going to be in attendance as well. Unfortunately, Division One schools cannot attend due to the NCAA rules. But I've talked a lot with Coach Taylor at uh, Western Michigan University, and I've, I've talked a lot with Central Michigan, and they would like to see the data with all the athletes that, that come and test. Yeah, so what what will be available for those freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors to be? Anybody who will be playing high school football at any level uh, this fall, May 6th, in Allendale, uh, if they want to get out there, college coaches, like you said, seminar for parents on using social media to help recruiting. Uh, college coaches that will be there, D1 schools can't. Uh, you'll do drills beyond the typical combine of just running and strength and shuttles. Uh, it's open uh, to everybody listening across the state in the Midwest. So the easiest way to sign up would be what? For somebody that can't write everything down right now, uh, a web address where they can just lock in, get registered immediately. Yeah, you, you go to glironmen.com, and on the website, it'll have... Is that Iron Men or Man? Men. Men. Iron Men. And then you go to the website, and it'll have the combine link that you click on that, and then you register, and there's a Google document that the student-athlete needs to fill out, and it's extremely important that gets filled out because we need the Twitter information, your high school football coach's contact information. So these coaches, these college coaches see interest in you, they're going to want to reach out to your high school football coach, which is extremely important in the recruiting process. So it makes it easier for them to have it all in one spot so they can look at it. GLIronmen.com. Correct. GLIronmen.com. And anybody who's going to be a freshman to a senior the upcoming football season, because he'll be here before you know it. I mean, we're almost to the middle of April. And football teams will start their summer workouts in early June, official workouts and pads in August. So you're, you're what, four months away from pads at the high school level? Close to it, right? Close to it. And there's all these one-day camps that are going to be coming up with your Western Michigans, your Centrals, your Ferrises, Grand Valleys, and Davenports with you know, Coach McEwen is going to be in attendance to this as well. I mean, it's a good baseline to get started. And if some of these coaches come and talk to you afterwards – they might want you to come to your one-day camps, and the more exposure you can have with colleges, the more opportunities you have. So for somebody who's new uh, to this recruiting process, and not everybody knows as much as you do or other coaches or recruiting insiders, uh, this is a nice launching point on May 6th uh, indoors in Allendale at the Grand Valley State University uh, football complex. Uh, 2 o'clock it begins, com. College coaches will be there. There will be a seminar for the parents on how to use social networks to help uh, recruiting uh, with their kids. And and I think also it's a good gauge where 
a uh, kid will know where he needs to go, right? If he's a freshman, wants to come out there against a the guy, this is this is what I got to reach for, right? 100%. And you just never know whose eye you're going to turn when you go test. You could turn one person's eye, and next thing you know, that really drastically increases your, your stock and wanting to play college football. All you got to do is change one person's mind and who you are. So May 6th in Allendale on the west side of the state, Grand Valley State University indoor football complex uh, you can register any freshman through senior this upcoming football season glironmen.com what would you say is the biggest change in recruiting Whitney from you going from Sault Ste. Marie to Ferris State University to now uh, being a high school coach defensive coordinator for Caledonia fighting Scots went all the way to Ford Field and the championship game in D1 last year uh, what is the biggest challenge for a parent when it comes to recruiting and also for that kid? I think the biggest challenge right now, and I I would view it more as an opportunity, is the social media aspect that we have now these days with, you know, with your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, and being able to get your information out to so many colleges, I think is a great opportunity if used the right way, not understanding that and putting things out there that, that may not be for the best interest of the student athlete is a is a big deal and what you're putting out there because everybody can see it and every college looks at those things. I think it's a great opportunity if used the right way. It's it's a platform that I would say in the past five to six years has drastically changed. I see a lot of kids that don't do their social interaction uh, interaction on Twitter. It's just basically a football recruiting Twitter yeah. handle. Right, one hundred percent. Where they they put their name, they put their weight, they put their forty, they put what what they bench, uh, what team they played for, their accomplishments. There's the huddle highlights. Uh, there's highlights of them working out. It's not. You know, I, I think the kids on Twitter don't do as much social. The high school kids because they're on Snapchat, they're on Instagram, right? TikTok. Whatever. I know Whitney's on TikTok. He does a different song every day for the defense. He does a clapback dance to it. So Absolutely. Oh, Sault Ste. Marie, the dance hall's up there. Hey, they were interesting, man. The people just, uh, you know, once they close, trying to get everybody in the uh, sleds and get them home, it's just uh, it's a different animal up there in Sault Ste. Marie. I would agree with that 100%. I will tell you, he's one of the good guys in sports, high school football, uh, played at the college level. Uh, if you if you really want to just step into this recruiting realm for the first time uh, with your high school son, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, May six a Saturday, correct? Correct. May six is it a Saturday? It is yeah, a Saturday. Okay. Well, you're yeah. <laughs> it's a Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> May six uh, indoors at the Grand Valley State University football complex in Allendale on the west side of the state. Sign your son up. It's it's pretty inexpensive too, isn't it? Yeah, it's one hundred twenty five dollars. That, that's not bad to get the the first taste of uh, of where you are. Uh, college coaches there. That, that's not a big number. No, I don't. I don't think it's a very big number. If you take a look at the east side of the state and, and the things they do, um, I would say this price is extremely affordable. I will say the deadline to sign up though is April sixteenth, so we can get everything prepared and made for them on on time so glironmen.com high school freshmen through seniors football players for the upcoming 2023 football season sign up by april 16th 
glironmen.com. That's glironmen.com. Uh, how are the Caledonia Fighting Scots going to be this year before I let you go? Um, I think, like always, you have high expectations going into the season, and we have a lot of very good returning football players coming back. So on paper, you look good, but... Every every season is different. Every player is different, right? So. Damn. I got to tell you something. That coach speak 101 at Ferris where he just aced it. Amazing for Whitney. He just aced that class with the coach. Well, Bill, you know, you got it on paper. You know, uh, you don't win championships with a piece of paper. You win it with a big tackle, big play. We'll come back to you. No, where I, are you I, getting I, that southern accent? You're from Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, there's no doubt about it, don't you know, you know up there? I don't need that. Uh, oh, my God. Get a dog sled with like the... Mud flap ears going down 131 while your dad's trying to drop you off at Ferris for college. Oh, oh man. We should, we should be all right. The Pennington kid is a stud, one of the best linebackers in the Midwest, isn't he? Yeah, he's, at Caledonia. he's special. He's, uh, he, man, he's 6'3, 230 pounds, runs really well. He's going to be back for his senior year, and I have really high expectations for him as, as well as our, our running back, Brock Townsend. Yeah, great running back. back. And yeah, great coach. Coach Pennington and staff, you do a wonderful job as a D coordinator. Whitney wouldn't surprise me if you're coaching in the NFL one day. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. It'd be pretty cool if I got that phone call, but we'll, I think we'll you see. will. I Trust me. I haven't been wrong on any predictions <laughs> my entire life, Whitney. Well, I hope you're not wrong on this one. I won't, and just keep up the great work with the kids on all levels. May 6th, the Great Lake Ironman Combine, open to any freshman-to-be through senior-to-be high school football players anywhere in Michigan, across the Midwest. You can invite family, friends in for it. Uh, You need to register by April 16th, glironmen.com. That's glironmen.com. Whitney, I will see you out at the Combine. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you having me on. All right, Whitney Bell, defensive coordinator for the Caledonia Fighting Scots football program and also one of the men behind uh, that GL Ironman Combine. May 6th, as I mentioned, indoors at the Grand Valley State University Football Complex. Register by April 16th at glironmen.com. Big. Bad. Huge.